right, welcome everybody to another episode of Driven Minds. This is your host, Franz Bowen. This is your co-host, Trav Weeks. We have a L dope special guest super in dope. the building. Super, super dope. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. The co-founder of MIM Connect, or uh, Minorities in Media Mim Connect. Connect. You know. Uh, Mim Connect? Mim Connect. Okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Because Travis is a lot more wavier than I. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, Bianca Genti. Absolutely, absolutely. Bianca Janti. Oh, pardon me. Janti. Thank you. Thank you. So I I always like, especially for guests who, um, that I may know beforehand, I always like to, you know, say how I met, you know, certain guests. And uh, so Bianca, I had a friend of mine that hit me with an image one day. He was like, yo, you should go to this event. And um, I'm like, all right, you know what I mean? And do after work, might as well, you know, pull up real quick. Travis is mixy. You know, I like to network, you know what I'm saying? So I walk in to this beautiful networking, just ill vibe. And I'm like, okay, what is this? And how (laughs) have I not known about this before? You know what I mean? Everybody seemed, everybody was professional, looking good. Everybody there had good energy, um, just exchanging, um, just, just all types of really good vibes and wanting to network and build each other. And I... Immediately, I was just impressed, and I really respected it. So, um, we met right there. Bianca, she she introduces one of the co-founders of um of of Mim Connect, and um, here we are now. So, Bianca, thank you for coming on board. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. So, so cool. tell the people exactly what Mim Connect is, you know, and who you are. Yes. So, Mim Connect is stands for Minority Media Connect. Um, it's an emerging content and networking platform for professionals of color in the media industry, focus on job opportunities, resources, an immediate digital community. It's really a place where professionals of color can literally be themselves mm. and really kind of connect with each other and, as you said, build each other up. It started out as a group me. And I think that that's going to be something we could talk about later. But it started out as a group me. My partner, Netta Dobbins, she's from Tennessee. Mm. So she came in, she came up, you know, did the did the New York transplant kind of like move from okay. Tennessee, came up here um, as, a, as a PR intern. And at that point, you know, started working full time. She started this group me um, and was like, you know what, she needs context. Cause you know, something that I learned, I'm, I come from like more of an advertising business background, but something I learned in PR is like, you're only as good as your contacts, right? Indeed. So at that point, you know, she was in um, this big old group me, probably like a thousand people. Um, shout out to Destiny, but it's um, with NYCC, and I think that they were talking about like, oh, like I think there's like a professionals of color in like healthcare, blacks in healthcare, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, we'll bet. Like, I'm just gonna start this, you know, minorities and media group me, like, because I just need to plug my clients into this. Nice. I got looped in um, pretty quickly. Um, probably with like ten people in there, and like me, my background, I had just kind of like made that transition, made that pivot into media for real, for real. Like, I was like, there was like all the things that I was doing prior to that, I'm not going to go back into that, but all the things I was doing prior to that was more so kind of like business, account services, learning how the world works, which was a great experience. All the jobs you don't want to have, but like they all teach you something really dope, right? Right, true Jumped into it, jumped into the group me. I'm super hyped. Like, clearly you see what my personality is like. I'm just like, (laughs) hey guys, like I'm Bianca. I work over in advertising. Like, want to meet people, want to do this, blah, blah, blah. Bro, that group chat changed in two weeks from like 10 people to 300 people. Wow. So at that point, it was just like crazy. You're looking around like, oh, this is real. Like, this is like a thing, mm. right? And the the interesting piece about it, and I'm like thinking about it because it's literally like only, this happened a year ago. So this was wow. j- mid-January. Yeah, like a year ago last week. So 
you know, the group chat started, everyone's energy's up because everyone's like super excited. Like, oh, wait a minute. Like, everybody in here is a media. Everyone in here is a plug. Oh, mm. dope. Like, so it was just like, it was kind of like the solution to nepotism in a way. Like, it was almost yeah, like, yeah. So, like kind of like some type of avenger ah. toward that. So at that point, when people were very much so willing to help each other out they're just like okay like you know the conversation was very organic it wasn't like forced but it was just like everyone was super excited and you know how group meets work like mm -hmm. once you get in there you fresh in there you over here like yeah you know my name is france like i'm trash <laughs> like you know you over in here i don't know maybe that's what you do but either way when you get in there it's like a super like fresh new feeling uh, of meeting all like new people so it's like yeah, all right yeah. this is dope it became real when we saw that people were flying out to jobs. Um, oh, wow. Somebody got somebody uh, was plugged wow. into somebody that was in the group chat um, and actually moved out to LA. Wow. Actually moved out to LA, right? From Mim, from Mim Connect, from the group wow. chat. So from you like, the... here changing lives. On Listen, Yamla fixed my life, right? Like it was really, it was really dope to see that, and it was, and the I think the interesting piece about it was it was organic it was like look i work over at this agency they're hiring like if you're really interested and you're serious like send me over your resume don't make me look bad but like send mm -hmm. me over you know it's like stuff like that to mm -hmm. kind of protect your own professional brand you know as you're an employee but also be able to bring in people that look like you as well and i think that that's something that like we get so used to being, you know, maybe that only black face in the white space, like something of that sort of uh -huh. being like the only Latino that's over there and you can't really like speak to it. So you feel like right, right. a little bit isolated when you can't necessarily connect with all your count counterparts that are the majority and they're all going over to the same activities and you can't necessarily connect, right? Mm -hmm. So at that point, fast forward maybe like, I don't know, 20 minutes, but fast forward, <laughs> you know, I slid into Netta's DMs. Like, look, I don't know what you're trying to do with this because I think earlier the year before I had I think I was talking to my best friend about this I'm like I kind of like you know when you're just like sitting down right and you're trying to brainstorm you're trying to get it together you're like mm -hmm. I want to do something but I just can't it's so abstract abstract I can't visualize it right now so I'm you know the, probably like a couple months before I'm like sitting down like maybe there's something like some type of like complexy kind of um I don't know some type of network for you know professionals of color where they can actually like be themselves but still be professional because right. that's a thing that's an opportunity Absolutely. i couldn't figure out what it was i'm just but, like i put on a even, and to jump in real quick yeah. did you know um beforehand that this was a missing sphere or while doing it you realize okay no we now this is missing on the fly got you everything this was like we jumped into this it was like an untapped market so it was just like all right i gotta envision this all right i don't know what it is whatever jump in and group me I'm super excited. I see that it's really becoming like more than an idea. It's actually like a movement at this point, right? So then I'm like, well, let me just let me just hit Netta and see what she's trying to do with this because right, I think right. that this is super big. This is huge. Like this is an untapped market. This isn't, and not even untapped. It's underserved. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the thing that people that people kind of forget about when you're in media you're in marketing you're in branding you're in all these great like business of media sectors or whatever the case is we're very much so targeted right like all the brands want to target millennials they want us because we share the most content we mm -hmm. engage we give you feedback we'll tell you if you're trash like we'll tell you anything like we'll keep it very real with you mm -hmm. but we're the most underserved mm -hmm. people focus in on college interns they focus in on maybe like entry level they'll focus in on you know k through 12 and yeah you'll see like people kind of get plugged in over but there's a reason why people are just like as you go on the way to the top there's less what was it what was that whole lyric 
when I go up up to the uh, top, like to see less than if I forget what it was. Yeah, it's, um, don't take don't take my my hip hop on the black car either. Yeah, it's home. It's home though. But you okay, we're here. We're yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get there, Franz. Don't look at me crazy. <laughs> Get there. Get there. Bring it in. Okay. Yeah, right. Either way, there's an underserved market, and it's typically us. Mm-hmm, it's yeah. typically the decision maker positions mm-hmm. that we don't see that many people of color that are in, and that was pretty much us. So it was like, all right. Nat and I connected. Um, we actually had um, another person working with us, um, Anthony Crawford. He was helping us out over with like on the creative on the creative spectrum and just like kind of giving us a little bit more of like the visual branding pieces and kind of working in that capacity. So Nat and I are over here just trying to drive this out, trying to figure out what it was. Cause not yeah. for nothing, like I think that like one thing that you hear about all these like super successful companies and like all the things that you know, they did, and we're just like, yeah, like, it was like the super, we just didn't know what the hell we were doing. And even today, we're still learning, right? Like, it's not, like, we didn't even know what it was. This is a fresh two months in. Everyone's excited, like, yo, you need to do this. It's like Facebook in a way. They didn't know exactly what it is yet. What what is, bro, what is this? Like, so it's just like, even like two, three months in, so people were super excited, like, yo, like, we need to do this, we need to do that. So then it was just like, okay, cool, like, and even in the midst of us trying to figure out what it was and before we literally like came up with like a name and a brand and all these other things, like I think we mm-hmm. tested out and did like one meetup, right? And Sylvia Knight, um, she actually led that and was like So her name sounds familiar for some reason. Um she's she's in she's in media as well. Okay. Um but she uh kind of spearheaded that and was just like, I think we just did something real simple, like, yo, like pull up over to the stout like it's gonna be just us like no and you know <laughs> you know when you like trying to gauge like if people showing up to something so you be like fake going but you're like oh you going yeah but you just trying you still trying to like look around and try mm-hmm. and figure it out like yeah. you look around like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know so like I'm like you know what? let's just go let's just see how this goes like whatever blah 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 and at that point you know it's funny I didn't meet Netta until that mixer I these are all internet friends at oh, this wow. point so this is le- legit like digital like and it's like, it's, you know, when you talk, I think maybe a couple of years ago, you talk about internet friends and like, oh, you can't get any friends. And you're like, okay, that's cute. But like when I have a network and I have plugs, like who's going to be looking corny, right? right. So that's a, that was a funny thing. So at that point, like at first that I met Netta there, real spicy girl from Tennessee. Mm, she has an accent. <laughs> right, strong like, accent. That thing ain't going away nowhere, right? Yeah, it's cool so then it was, it was cool, but 50, like I think I want to say like 50 people pulled up. Mm. And and you and this is off of the gauge, off of like, hey, you going? And like, all you see is like, you're in a group meet. All you see is like, wow. I'm here. I'm coming in. Right, right. Where y'all at? Like, it's just like a couple. And then once more people see like, people are actually serious about coming in. It became like a thing. You're meeting people from like that work over at Viacom, at BT, at um, Media at Media Vest, at Group M, at wow. um, Translation, over at um, mm. NBA, ESPN, NFL. Like, it was just people just pulled up, and they were literally just like, I'm just happy to be here. I want to meet more people that right, look right. like me. I don't like, and you know how, like, New York can get. So it's mm-hmm. like, it was something cool and, like and that. that's what I think is, like, really what kind of, like, what makes you guys stand, stand out as far as a platform is the level of engagement you have from your Absolutely. from your audience. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so you have a very engaged user base. And just to go get back, I might have missed yeah. it. What was the decision? Why did I decide to go the media route? Was that based off you guys' background? or? Okay, so go tell us a little bit more about your background, where you, how you started. Okay, so yeah, so literally media, the media route was literally because of our background. We just, like, we're trying to flourish out here in our jobs and right, right. our careers so, so you like, knew from this is you knew this is the this industry is, you wanted to be in oh 
Okay, so I okay, so my family's Haitian, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Suck you know, well, are we? Okay, <laughs> but the thing is, um, my family they're kind of like very traditional. Most immigrant families, which you got to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, and I was like. Indeed, doctor? Like I was like, I don't know. Like, maybe that, that's a all they know when you come come over to like. Well, and mm-hmm. if you think about it, it's not even a matter of just like the prestige and they can brag about it because you know parents love to brag, but it's mm-hmm. also a business. Think about it, people get sick all the time. Yeah. People need some type of mechanics, some right. type of engineering. People need fixing. So they know all the you time. always make money. You will always make money. Is, like know, somebody always security. got a broken leg. We will, there's a secure. There's a sense of security. Absolutely. So because I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like. And they try and play, and they try and pretend like they didn't mean that. But I was just like, I know what it is because every time you come around, like Manushka, oh, you know Manushka, she's a pharmacy assistant. <laughs> like, all right, y'all. Like, I get it. She said she she graduated pharmacy school. Like, I right, get right. it. All right, cool. So at that point, um, I knew senior year that it wasn't going down. And I dreaded having that conversation with my parents. Mm. Like, oh, so you were actually thinking about being a doctor? Oh no, my degree, my degree right now is in behavioral sciences, oh, wow, biobehavioral wow. sciences. Because at that point, I'm senior year. I'm your senior year. How many credits you got? What you need? Like a hundred? How many credits you need to graduate? No, no, I don't I'm remember. Finished. Who knows? I'm washed. So it's just <laughs> like you need. It don't matter. It don't matter. Like yeah, you need yeah. some sort of credits. I'm like, what use is it for me to change my degree when I have? 90% of my credits done. Yeah. It's a waste of money. I've talked to plenty of people that were already graduated and they were just like, Bianca, go get this degree and you'll learn anything that you need to learn on the way. Yeah. Like you you can educate yourself, you can figure it out, you could do whatever, right? So at that point, going into senior year, I took the, all the courses I needed to graduate, but I really focused in on what's going to make me a little bit more well-rounded than just like medical writing. Cause that's literally, all my classes were like, science like it was psychology they were i don't remember any of the classes all i know is the classes i don't remember and i just did not want to do and i was just like i just don't want to do this sounds like money well spent yeah i mean i went on i went there on a full ride so that was the power of just like nice look at god like i don't even know how i got there (laughs) (laughs) academia out here no and i'll do that later but either way like i went there that last year i was just like all right i gotta figure out what classes i gotta take i'm made a pivot um, I made a pivot into going into media. Prior to that, I had did this pageant called Miss Black Penn State. And so, like, once I won the pageant, popped my collar, once nice. I won the pageant, I was like, okay, well, I definitely want to do something that'll make, like, me stand out as somebody that actually won this. So I did this Women's Health Festival. And I did Women's Health because, again, that was my background. I was studying that. But I knew that I wanted to be an event. I wanted to, like, pull in, like, sponsorships. I wanted to have, like, a cool marketing campaign. I wanted to, like make some type of like I don't know like do something where like the teachers were involved and they gave like people like extra credit for actually coming like I was like doing things of that nature and it wasn't necessarily media in that regard but it was definitely communications and it was definitely out of my realm and so at that point I just knew I needed to explore and do a little bit more searching while I was there so by the time senior year came around and I um by that time I had worked at a digital media agency just to kind of say like I did it and I knew what I wanted to do I knew I wanted to work in media mm-hmm. and so I just could not figure it out for me because all I knew was like trends in like hypertension like right, right. <laughs> literally that's all I really knew mm-hmm. graduated um, started interviewing um, and prior to that I started reaching out to people on LinkedIn I was like the LinkedIn guru like just sliding in people's DMs like hey like try to come correct even as somebody that's like a young 
Right. Fresh out of college. I gotta, even, I gotta get better at that. Yo, right. fresh out of college was just hitting people up, hitting up alumni because mm-hmm. I knew that the Penn State network, if there's anything we got, we got a network, honey. So right, it was right, just right. like, let me start there. Yeah. Let me have some type of like warm lead because if I just go on cold, I don't know how many people are gonna re- are gonna respond back to like that many college graduates because they just looking for a job. You know why I'm here. Like mm-hmm. this is this is some brand new news. Thought I was gonna get in. Thought I was gonna land this um, position at this experiential marketing agency, and they played me, dog. They played me. Oh, <laughs> I was so hurt. It was. I interviewed, and it was more so. I think it was a little bit more of a startup agency, but it interviewed, and they were just like, "Oh, like there's like um, an assistant position coming up. Like blah 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 blah. Like we're gonna, um, we're gonna definitely like pull you in. Like mind you, I'm having this long back and forth conversation even prior to me like graduating. Mm. So I'm thinking, I'm set. Like I know, like I, if I was gonna have this conversation with my parents, I'm just like, y'all, I'm actually like not doing this medical school thing, but I got a job. So <laughs> like, that's and a, that's still a win, right? It was still a win, but right, they, right. but I didn't have a job. So <laughs> it was just like they didn't really respond back. They didn't email me back like you know the typical like curve right, right, like right. the not even the typical a strong curve because this mm-hmm. is like my livelihood at this point i'm just like damn how am i supposed to do this like how am i supposed to get into media if i have no media experience yeah i worked at an agency for a couple months and i mm-hmm. can kind of finesse the pre-sales and sales and blah 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 but at that point i'm like cool um i'm gonna have to just figure it out i started working at a gym Ended up running into this guy that um, ended up helping fake train. I wasn't a trainer, but like I just knew what I was doing. I was over here <laughs> shitting on these trainers. Though. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I was like, I'm gonna make a way. I'm gonna make a way. You <laughs> was out here. Beat. I was out here. I'm gonna make a way. Use what you got. Yeah. Play Am I doing stress. this right? Right. <laughs> I'm like, you got it. You got it. But either way, long story short, I ended up um, landing a meeting enough people at the at the gym, building enough relationships that I had. Um, was helping out um, this guy that run ran a luxury menswear um, accessory line. So he had his stuff over in um, Nordstrom. He had it in Neiman Marcus. He had it in Harry Rose, and Harry Rose is over in Canada. Like he had like a real, like I think he oh he actually made like custom bow ties for Andre three thousand. Like he oh, had just like he so he was doing he was doing he was doing a lot of work. So at that point he was just like look like while you're trying to like job hunt you can you know, work with me a little bit, at least understand how business works. Because mm-hmm. like that, if there's anything that you need to learn, you need to learn the fundamentals, why you're trying to get out here and see how like you you need to create, some, understand what it is when when you have a demand for something right. or just like, just the, just the overall, like welcome to the world, baby girl. Like it was one of those things. Was working for him. <laughs> he listens to this, he'll probably kill me, but like <laughs> probably one of the most miserable times. miserable because it was first of all it was not I don't even say it was a challenge it was because it definitely was a challenge but it was I the expectations I had for my life at that point were so far left of what I was doing Mm. and so at that point the things that I was doing granted the people were great but it was just like the things that I was doing as I didn't imagine myself being and you know an assistant that was over here packaging bow ties and like shipping them out and like Gosh, having to call up people. The whole time you just like I'm supposed to be a doctor. Like whole <laughs> like I was over here going through a crisis, right, like right. a real crisis. Which so we all go through, and we, we all go through it. And I, but and again, like I don't necessarily think that that's a conversation that we necessarily saw. I think that as of late, within the last few years understanding like this quarter life crisis or even that period where you're like a millennial crisis is something that we talk about more and more now but i didn't know what that was like i was just like oh i'm going through it i'm over here during lunch crime trying to like 
you know, out here looking like a Michael Jordan meme, like face just stressed, <laughs> <laughs> like stressed. Right. But I learned the most there. Mm-hmm. I learned the most there and understanding how it worked. Um, landed a job after that, still didn't get into media. Even the job after that, still didn't get into media. Mm-hmm. Started working over at um, NARS Cosmetics over in their forecasting department. So NARS is just like, okay, who's not trying to work for NARS? Especially as a girl, all the girls know like NARS makeup, that's high-end, they're competing with the YSLs, they're competing with the Max, like it's super chic, like Mm -hmm. cool. Still wasn't quite it because it wasn't media. It wasn't what I wanted. Like, you know, you just try and force it because it was just like, well, I'm working at NARS and you can like say that to people and just be like, so you feel like a little bit of like a self-validation or something like that, but that, Mm I knew deep down that this wasn't it. And plus, I didn't really want to be in beauty and fashion. They're both hand in hand. Right, right. So it wasn't until I think that they started cutting my hours when I was working there. And I was temping, but they started cutting me. I was just like, oh, dog, like, there's no security here. There's Mm -hmm. like, and there's no security anywhere. But it was like, literally them trying to like take the rug underneath under me at that point. And it was just like off of just, uh, it, it it was a lot of dynamics that were happening there. I'm just like, oh bro, I need to figure this out. Like if I don't figure this out quick, I'm gonna just be out here just like broke. Like, and that's not the worst thing in the world, but I'm gonna be broken. Like it's just cause I just didn't have it together. I wasn't, I was still figuring it out. Still figuring it out even after like a whole bunch of other like, you know, effery that happens. But mm-hmm. still like, I gotta figure this out quick. Right, right. Made, I don't know, I made a conscious decision. I don't know what it was that clicked for me where I'm just like, yo, I'm about to get a job in media. I'm not like, I don't know what y'all heard, but I'm going to get a job in media. Mm-hmm. So at that point, um, I think I did this job hunting program with my best friend and it was literally <laughs> me learning how to network with people how to build long-lasting relationships with people how to you know be a source of value when you feel like you're not necessarily mm-hmm. valuable you don't have anything to offer because especially when you're talking to executives and you're like okay well what can i offer to an executive right. like when i'm like not even an intern i don't got a job so what is like yeah, yeah, yeah. like what, what you want like mm-hmm. and I, like, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up especially networking because I, I see you at events and i always see you guys doing that uh, um whether it be through social media um, at different, you know, uh, networking things, whether it be tech or whether yeah. it be something more cultural. Mm-hmm. Um, you seem like you, you, you're a person who understands the value of relationships. So mm-hmm. go tell us a little bit how you, how do you network? Like, what's your, is it a, a, is, it a, is there a formula for how you build your rela- relationships to, you know, to even have Mim Connect at the amount of users you have on the Slack right now and the amount of people coming to your site? Do you go, how do you go about your networking and, why, and how has it played a key role into you know your level up so i don't think there's a formula for networking and i also think that the idea of networking i just feel like people find it very sleazy right like and Mm. it's usually like i don't know i still feel like people just be like i don't want to go to networking events because like i don't network i'm just the plug like you know it's just like there's (laughs) always like that person was just a little bit too good i'm just like i get it but like too much way too much sauce like you you saucy like that like i don't know but like for me networking so okay so just taking a step back when I was in the process of job hunting, mm-hmm. one of the biggest things I had to that, that I needed to understand that in order for me to land a job or in order for me to even create a career, I needed to have a network that was going to be able to help me understand the language of the industry. Because at that point, 
I can't ask my parents. Love them to death, but my parents are, my parents didn't finish high school. They just got me here. They did their job. I'm here. Cool. Y'all did you. Y'all did what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Can't talk to um, my sisters or my brothers because that's not their industry. And my sister's a CPA. My other brother, he's an entrepreneur. Like, they can't speak to that. So now at this point, I'm like, I need to learn from the people that I definitely envision myself being in this position and literally just be like, look, hi, I'm Bianca. Just to quickly introduce myself and be clear and, and, and concise. That's when, in terms of like digital networking, I guess you could say, being clear on the ask. That's still something that you're going to refine over time because even sometimes like, I don't know, I feel like people like they know they want help, but they just don't know what they actually want to ask for. They just like, look, help me out, fix me. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's usually like something like that. But mm-hmm. I think that in the beginning, it was a very, a lot of trial and error and understand that I'm like writing too long when I'm shooting out emails or shooting out notes on LinkedIn. This is before LinkedIn had like LinkedIn premium. Oh, and you like could just pretty much kind of like... Message everybody. <laughs> yeah, you can message everybody or you could connect your way over to the... Or you can add enough connections to connect yourself over to the person and they become a second connection. And then at that point, you could send over a message because, listen, I had this down to a science, okay? Right. Like, I figured this out. Yeah, so yeah. now, as it comes to it now, um, when it comes to networking, I think that, first of all, just having a tribe. Having a community, having because something that you're gonna realize is like there are a lot of people that grow up with each other in, mm-hmm. in certain industries. Like it's not even a matter of just like you know you're siloed off. Yeah, you do your business, but there's always room for collaboration. There's always room for just like even if this, even if our synergies don't align. Like, love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. How can we support? Like, what is there that we can do? And I think that one of the biggest things in networking that I actually learned from the homie Jonathan from Blavity. Like, oh yo. When I say he's one of the first people that were so, that was just so open to helping Netta and I, yo, it was just like, anytime we talked to him, he's just like, here's a gift. I'm like, yo, Jonathan. I'm like, it's just like, I just got here. All I said was hi. He's just like, here's some information. Here's some this. Here's some that. He really is like that. He's up like, and, and then after that, you start, when you start aligning yourself with people like that, you start running into more people that actually want to help. But like. You going into that space, of course you're naturally going to want to help other people because it's just like, how'd you get here? Mm-hmm. Like, so you have yeah. to be, you have to find some type of shared value. You Very have to, true. you have to help other people. It's like contagious, that. that type of, right? Because it's just like, why would I, like, why would I not at this point? Like, what's the benefit of me not doing that? So mm-hmm. that was something that was like something that G checks. So like now as we're networking, it's just like you're talking to people. You're one of the key things that I know that I try and pay, that I try and do my best to is, first of all, listen. I think that even in the midst of listening, sometimes we forget to like, you know, you always want to plug yourself in and just like, oh, like I know this person, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, yo, like I've heard you do this. Like, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Mm-hmm. Let them talk. And then when you let them talk, you can find your way into being able to helping them. Mm-hmm. So it's not even a matter of like, oh, like, you know, there's some like, you know, super duper big science. I think a lot of it is just listening and being able and being willing to help that person and then like once it and sometimes a little bit off-putting because people are just like oh tell me about this okay well here's here's how i want to help you help me for what like what you mean like (laughs) but then it's just like there's some people that genuinely just want to see you glow that's so true i I had that recently where um flew like um we was on the phone and he was like yo let me know what your weak points I want to help you with. It. I was like, all right. You know what I'm saying? All yeah, right. like, which is, okay. you know, which, which is, you know, I, I appreciate that. But I'm like, I don't really, I felt like maybe I didn't get the energy that maybe he wasn't real. And then he followed up with an email like, bro, like I said, let me know what you need. And I got, I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? There's people out there that genuinely. It's difficult, man. Like, it's like, because it's, when somebody approaches you like that, 
with such honesty is kind of difficult to really differentiate, you know, the real from the fake. And yeah. even, even, like you said earlier, know what to ask for. Just really quickly, though, um, yeah. I wanted to ask, so developing MemConnect from uh, a group chat, and I can only imagine that the notifications were a nightmare. <laughs> Bruh, it was like 400 <laughs> messages in an hour. You look yeah. at your phone, you know that, that uh, picture where your phone be on fire? That's the other thing, it was just look back and be like, yo, yeah, mute. for real, battery done. Done. But, um, you know, talk a little bit about um, creating something that, there just didn't exist before. Talk about some of the uh, the the challenges that come with that. Like, what were, what were some things that you hadn't foreseen that kind of took you off guard and and that you were able to kind of uh, um, get over or, or or conquer? Yeah. Um, <laughs> every day is a challenge, right? But uh, in that, I think that especially in the beginning stages, the biggest thing was what the hell are we doing? Like, what are we? What are we, like, what is that? What is this? Like, it, I think, that, and it's like, yeah, it's a group chat, but it's just like, literally, instead of just being like, okay, like, you know, there was, we were kind of trying to build some type of consistency. Like, Netta was really like on point with it. Like, when somebody popped in quick with it, like, hey, make sure you change your name to reflect your name and your, what's his name? Make sure you change your name to reflect your name and your company and your industry or whatever the case is. Like, she was on it. Like, and that's like, that needs, that's something that gets automated these days now, yeah. right? Like, that's you doing that manual. So it was a lot of manual things, but a lot of that yeah. manual work that we were doing initially in, like, just greeting people or connecting with people or understanding was just, like, seeing how they're using it. So that allowed us to kind of figure out what MemConnect even was when we were just watching with people. And even still now, like, I don't think – we didn't just figure out, like – how people were, like we just kind of started to figure out what MemConnect was when we transitioned it over from a group meet into a Slack. Mm. So the group meet, the reason why we had to make that move from the group meet to the Slack was because we had too many members. It was too much engagement. We couldn't track it. We couldn't figure out. We couldn't right, right. actually. We had no. We didn't have data, and it was just like, yeah. We, I mean, no, we didn't have enough organized data. We had data. But who's sifting through 300 messages oh, per no. hour? I'm yeah. not talking about the day. I'm talking about per hour. Because people were just like, because right, then right. you start talking about a media topic. Next thing you know, over here talking about consumer trends over with. And you're talking about, you know, Twitter getting live stream. It, I was just like, okay, this is too much. So we made that transition into the Slack to try and figure out like, okay, what are people? First of all, we need to, we need to uh, put this in a way that people are literally only communicating about what's important so professionalism things that happen in the workplace yeah we could talk about lifestyle stuff but just like we got to minimize the opportunities for this to be too social where it gets mixy because mm -hmm. group me is good for a mix okay <laughs> like let's be clear <laughs> let's be real we saw let's be real you put too much of us anywhere we, we good to get mixed group me is too good <laughs> for a mix RSVP oh girl please <laughs> Oh my god! Business professional out the window. Like, like. you go over now, you had a party. You just like, oh, this the like, mixer. Oh, yeah. Like, right. oh. you know what I'm saying? They play drop top. You know what I'm saying? Yo, let them play bad and bougie. It's, it's a bad. So mm. it's like, okay, for let's transition them over into the Slack group. Mm. Um, let's sit down and let's just. First of all, that transition again, we were a little bit nervous about because that was a point oh. where we actually like 
conveyed to the group that we were actually a thing. Like we had a name, we had a logo, we had colors, we had visual, but like we out here, we out here. So at that point, like, but who wants to transition their easy to use group me into a Slack? which is a project management tool. It's not the same. It's not intended the same way. Slack is lit, by the way, but it wasn't the the ease of communication in GroupMe over to Slack was way more difficult. Like, you had to make, like, you had to go out of your way to either learn this tool mm-hmm. or you had to figure out, like... Right, because Slack was still kind of, like, new to some people. It was very time. new. Right, it right, was right. very It was very new at that point. So at that point, we were able to, like, okay, we're making this transition into the Slack group, like, blah, 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 blah. And then we finally shut down the group me, like, this is no longer a thing. Right, if we right. want everybody in here, like, if you want to be in part of MemConnect or Minorities in Media, whatever, like, you need to be in the Slack group. Like, and now as we kind of brand and evolve that, it's like, okay, well, the way that we in group me all day, like that's not realistic for people to be in Slack in all day too, right? Because this is like, well, people got jobs. Like this is like positive procrastination. So right, now we right. have to measure different ways to engage. And that's when it became like, okay, now let's try and do a Twitter chat. Let's try and do events. Like let's try and, let's test the market, mm-hmm. see what's working, see what people are actually like like doing. Where Start going where people are actually going or actually engaging and just like, how you slack is like the place where we house most of our like primary information right. or like proprietary information like the premium stuff like we'll keep that there so that was the way that we were kind of thinking it out but again to answer your question like the challenge is that in the beginning was very much so figuring it out like we didn't know because it, it literally just popped up mm-hmm. like it wasn't like okay like we're gonna go tell our homeboys like half these people i met in a matter of like two three weeks like it wasn't like i didn't know a lot of people and now it's just like i can actually say i have a media network wow. so it's different it's different and a lot of and when people come into mem connect now or they you know they log over into the slack group which is our primary like this is our primary like i guess brand differentiator right now is because we have this big slack group that's super lit like we have a thousand people in there right now mm-hmm. from just being a group me with like 10 to transition to slack so that transition we were scared we were going to lose people but it was just like you know what if we lose people that's okay because the people that want to be there are going to be there and that's the people that we need to focus in on anyway. Mm, If they're serious and if they really want to get these resources because on a day-to-day just to give you some idea as to what the group looks like people are going in they're dropping jobs. They're dropping you know articles about things that are happening in media it's just straight up like gems and keys so it's just like okay i'm not about to force you Mm -hmm. to be in this i'm letting you know that this is where this is what it is right now Mm -hmm. um and this is how we're trying to do our best to kind of cater to our audience but like if you're if it becomes a thing where it's just like you don't want to be a part of it and we were trying to now at this point we're working on creating MemConnect more as as an ecosystem than just like as a Slack group because right now like our Slack group is just like a lot of New York is it's a lot of New York people because New York is a base right Mm -hmm. but we have people over in DMV we have people over in LA we have people in Tennessee Georgia Chicago like how do you connect with people from a digital platform from and not make it seem like MemConnect is just a whole bunch of like black millennials and media in New York so now it's just like okay like let's figure out ways to collaborate with people let's figure out ways to target different markets like mm. being a minority doesn't mean just being black right? Right, right so let's talk about being multicultural let's talk about latino let's talk about um 
Mm-hmm. Hispanic, let's talk about Asian Pacific, let's talk about Native American, let's talk about all these other things. Let's talk about ways that we are all very, very similar mm-hmm. while appreciating each other's differences and being sometimes a little bit isolated in the workspace. You have a place where you can be yourself, you can be professional, mm-hmm. you can do that. And so that's how we kind of differentiated each other and just figuring it out along the way as to like why people were using it, what people were sharing, like all these yeah. things. And that's I, fine. I definitely respect how you guys have um, are inclusive in that realm of, you know, other cultures as well too. Um so Right now, pretty much you guys are cultivating a community-based business. Yeah. And um, lately that has been a, you know, people have been attempting to do that. And there's a few companies out there that do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's not an easy thing to do. Oh, not at all. Um, especially, I feel like you have to be, I feel like you have to be a certain even type of person to be a leader of, 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 of a certain community. Yeah. Can you give tips or advice to anybody listening who wants to start a community-based business, whether it be in, you know, in media and sports and, uh, in music, can you give any advice on how to, to, to gather people in one area and be able to, um, uh, just cultivate that crowd? So I think for my from my experience, so just FYI, I'm from New Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. Born and raised. Um, God put me out over here on the spot. I'm over in Essex <laughs> County, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you the one that had the West Coast accent over here before this. Don't no, look man. at me like I'm crazy. Nobody's said <laughs> it real hard. Right. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. I grew up. I grew up in um, Maplewood. Okay. I grew up in Maplewood, New Jersey. So I'm like, I want to say maybe 10, 15 minutes away from Prudential Center over in Newark. Okay. Um, but so for me, one of the things that prior to um, starting Mim Connect, like I said, I knew I wanted to do something. So I was doing um, networking events, networking functions, like just little mixers for like women like it was just like i think i did maybe like three or four i called it like it girls like i was super hype like mm-hmm. just swore up and down like this is gonna be a thing mm-hmm. um so but it ended up not working out and at that point my partner and i like still on great terms but like we just knew that the things that we wanted to do in the direction that we wanted to do we were on different accords so it wasn't uh-huh. gonna work so at that point later on in the year talking to best friend next thing you know next year you know, right so in that the advice I say I would give would be test the market. Mm-hmm. So like, and I think that I don't, I think that it was inadvertently happening and I just didn't know that I was actually testing a market for myself to see how this works and how like events now can be applied to the business and actually curating a, curating a community because mm. something about, um, something about like digital communities, so to speak, right? Like this is like, I think that's like one of the most low risk ways of, creating a community at this point you could start that thing like tomorrow it's not like you have to like call up your your mom and your aunties to go tell your cousins and talk to baby and like you know you don't gotta do all that you can really mediums to do right there's so many mediums to do it you have social media like if you think of now i'm sitting here thinking about you there's so many avenues avenues for you to kind of figure out how to start this community right like even if you're on your inner twitter chat like even for us one of the first things that we were doing was just like so people you know, some people, members over at MM Connect, they'll throw in events or things that are happening. So, like, one of the cool things is, like, when we started, when we, I think we were just in a group me at that point, we jumped on um, uh, a Twitter chat by Melissa Kimball called Black Creatives. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was doing some, she still does, she was doing some fire stuff, was pulling on people that were just, like, pretty low. But, like, 
fuck. But um, so as she was, so at that point, even at that, when we were just engaging and just connecting with people and talking about things that were like literally related to media, we were just like, hey, like, this is a thing. This is in, you know, if anyone's interested in connecting with us, like outside of like black readers, this is just us testing it, just to see how that worked. And next thing you know, we had an influx of people coming over into the chat too. Wow! So that was just that's just an an, an example of one one of the things that we were doing that right. was just like pulling in people. So like we were t- testing them. I don't want to say I don't want to say that that was necessarily testing the market, but it was very much so an opportunity for us to figure out like, okay, how can we have people here? How can we get more? At that point, it's not like we had like a business plan and goals and figured out. Like we were just like, let's just this is we already here. What are we about to do? Like let's see if there if this is really a thing. Let's see if we start talking if we start engaging with people. We start you know talking to people over on Twitter on the internet on um, whatever, and they're definitely feeling it. It's just like hey, like we do have a group me called you know Minorities and Media Connect. Like please join if you want to. We dropped the link over in the midst and like that was one of the most bomb Twitter chats to begin with because it was just like people just kind of flooded in. Next thing you know, we're working with people. We're working with photographers. We have new strategists. We have new advertisers. You have new um, publicists. We have new directors or writers, all like in some type of like creative uh, creative part of media. So it's like, okay, now we can kind of start to organize like this and kind of connect with people in that regard. So I would say like one of the best things is like if you're trying to start a a community base in that regard, the internet is the quickest way to do it, right? Yeah. And that was just, so, this was to me like, yeah, like we figured this out. Like, this is like, this is how it worked for us. Like, mm-hmm. start a group me on your phone. Like, you literally usually have all the tools you need to do in order to create something, right? Like, that's something that you read that on like, you know, these Instagram streets with like the, you know, <laughs> deep quotes. With the Yo, deep quotes and I'm stuff. I'm definitely using it. <laughs> right? Because I'm good for a good quote. Like, don't <laughs> let me get fake deep out here. But, like, but like that's something that you just, like, usually do. And it's true. Like, yeah, when you right. think about it, right? So, like, Netta, she from Tennessee, she's like, you know, let me just start this groupie because I need context. Next thing you know, Yo, somebody boy. over here in her DMs like, Yo, you trying to make this a thing? Oh, all right. Like, you know, and then it becomes, yeah. like, now it becomes, it's yeah. evolving into that. So, like that's that's a great way to start um a community there are plenty of other communities it's not like we're the only one there's plenty of other digital communities that started from a group me too right yeah. there's mm-hmm. i know that there's um blacks in tech there's minorities in sports business there's mm. i know that there's um well now there's like this big like there's this huge 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 new york uh kind of social group nycc like that's any slender she started that like there's an la group called the wave like there's micro community building is such a huge thing especially with the internet like i don't know i don't know if group me understands how huge of a thing that this is mm. right so like i think that that would be one of the quickest ways to do it is just start a group and test the market see if you engage and you start talking about the relevant topics and pull people in that's fine mm-hmm. it sounds like largely your experience has been one of um like perpetual shock and and developing um, methods around things that you've been finding out. So before it'll be kind of like the myth, like oh, there. I mean, there aren't enough of us, or our, um, I guess, community represented. Mm-hmm. But now that you're meeting all of these individuals, you're really trying to figure out, all right, what do I do with all of this information? Because previously the idea was like there was nobody. Now there are all of these individuals. Like in 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 that. Now that things are maturing, um, what are what are some of the the earmarks that you'd like to hit with with this uh, this group of individuals, these group of talented individuals? Um, 
Okay, what was the question? Well, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Like, what are what is what is some of your goals for yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for um the representation? So, okay, glad you said that word because representation is huge, right? So, the things that Netta and I have discussed and discuss a lot of our um our peers is the fact that we get millennial we as in millennials and especially millennials of color mm-hmm. are targeted by companies to like create this create cool content and branded videos and all these like quirky commercials and try and making things go viral and just like in such a way that like they're almost trying to commoditize us right but they won't freaking hire us mm. it blows my mind like it's just like <laughs> it's not even a matter if they won't but it's just like the avenue to do it is just so minimal and there's no like there's no major key. The major, the well, the, the real key is nepotism, right? Like mm-hmm. that's just that's a huge piece of it. Yes, talent and all these things. But what happens when all these people of talent, or all these talented people are here and they're people of color and they're still struggling to land jobs, right? That was even something that we talked about. Was just like, okay, no, I think it was something like I don't know, like five point five, you know, million or billion dollars um, ad spend on the Super Bowl this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And you saw all these commercials are all about inclusion and all about diversity and mm-hmm. all about all these great like it sounds great. I love like the Airbnb commercials cool. The Coca-Cola commercials cool. Like all these great companies great. Like I I'm happy that you actually sat here and really like produce creative to really like speak to what's happening socially politically currently all these different things but what are your stats looking like in terms of like hiring people of color are you mm. getting a bare minimum is that what it is that That's is your bare minimum numbers. is that your bare minimum right. is your bare minimum of, of a reflection of what this country looks like like are you really are you really about this diversity life mm. well let me ask you a question um, and this isn't like geared towards you so if you don't want to answer it sure what does equal representation look like like what what is is there like a number is there like a like what is what is that finally you know what i can't i don't even know how to answer i don't know how to answer that number i don't know how to answer that with a number per se right i'm sure that there is a number i'm sure if you'd be like okay it's you know this is what this demographic looks like 40 percent that okay this is look 40 percent okay cool but it's kind of like, how do I explain this? Take it. Put time. it like this. Put it like this. When it comes, there are ways, and so this is what I was gonna say. There are ways around representation in a company, right? Like, and I'm not saying this could be just totally my opinion or just you know from my experience working from different companies and beyond. I have seen far too many people of color not in decision making positions. Um, and instead they're in either super entry level or they're super siloed into like one division of their, of their company, or they're the homies that are, you know, running security. Mm. Like, is that not a real thing? Like if people say, if y'all were like, this could be like super controversial, but if you really think about it, like for me, I know that there was a point around that on a day-to-day basis. I'm just like looking for people of color, like, especially in higher positions. Like, let's talk about higher, let's talk about decision-making positions. We can talk about how we're streamlining and doing, you know, we're working with all these great nonprofits. You know, they love that. Working on great nonprofits to streamline, like, you know, uh, diverse talent into, like, entry-level positions. Okay, that's cute. 
what about associate? What about mid to senior level? What about director? What about that? Like, what about looking at people of color in those in those areas mm-hmm. versus just interns and entry level and maybe a few sprinkled across the way? Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, cause cause the thing about it is not, and I don't necessarily like. I know that people don't like to use that word, but I don't necessarily think it's like people that being like super duper like racist. Like, I don't think that necessarily. I just think that people invite. I think that people plug in their friends. Mm, that's true you're plugging your friends you're plugging in the people that look like you <laughs> like you're plugging in like even for us like with um, Mim Connect like Mim Connect right now is predominantly African American it's something that we it's just like you're saying minority and that's such a strong word like you can't say minority and just be super like exclusive to the African American community like you have ways of connecting with other people in different cultures too so why so why not yeah. talk and like you know build those relationships and that why not why not do that right mm-hmm. but I think that when you're talking about it from a perspective of like okay representation yeah there's yeah we're 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 getting diverse we're just not diverse in areas that matter got you and for somebody like since you've navigated coming into the media world what how, is there a way is, did you find through your search a way for somebody wanting to get into a media getting getting into media fresh out of college did you find um you know just certain uh, uh uh lanes that they can go in or places they can go to network to get into the media world because it took you like you said a longer time than you wanted yeah. um look in hindsight now are there shortcuts or tips you can give anybody no shortcut in life dog like don't <laughs> let anyone say there's a shortcut there's that right. for me but it's information you can get to curve the time though, oh right? yeah i mean the thing about it is I think everything happens in its divine order, right? Like it's gonna happen when it's gonna happen for you. Yes, Lord. But with that being said, I need that time spent in me trying to get into media. I was literally teaching myself how to do everything in whatever I could get my hands on. So that's me getting up early in the morning and reading articles on Ad Age and Ad Week and mm. PR Weekly and figuring out like you know going on my iPhone and hitting news and searching the digital media news articles and like doing like literally that type of stuff. Also going in through people's and picking positions. Being for entry level, I just feel like you just need to get in the door. You're gonna get in the door, right? Like whatever. It, it becomes a little bit different when you are a little bit more well versed in your career and you just need to like you're not gonna just take a position just to take a position, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, it was like okay. Let me figure out what position I'm trying to get right now for the time being, because I know that nothing's forever. But let me figure out what the position I'm trying to get right now and figure out what are they saying on their resumes? What are they saying on their LinkedIn profiles? What are they saying in terms of like the things that their duties are? How can I make my current experience being somebody that worked in fashion, that worked in makeup, beauty, like and that worked in a, a digital media agency for a little bit, but had like a little sprinkle of the time. But how do I make that transferable? How do I really communicate? So that's one. Two, the network piece. That was like my only quote unquote shortcut because I had people that were so willing. Oh my God, I had so many people willing to just go on the line for me. They didn't even know me. Mm. Like on the like on the internet. Like you really like went over to a couple people. Like I think I hit up one girl that um, graduated from Penn State. And I was just like, hey, like, 
um, you know, you got a little like struggle college voice. Hey, I'm Bianca. <laughs> like, I'm just, you know, I'm looking to try and do this. And I'm really, she's like, okay, cool. Give me a call here at this time. Blah, blah, blah. Got on the phone with her. She's like, okay, hey, Bianca, can you just shoot me your resume? I'm like, yeah, okay. Just shot over. She's like, okay, look, so what I'm going to do is, because I only have like five minutes, I'm just going to shoot your um, resume over to Horizon Media. And wow. um, I know someone that works there. And, that's how it works. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how it was working. And it was just like, I thought it was by accident, but as I, you know, now we're in the, now we're in the business of connecting, you know, talented professionals of color with jobs. And we've seen how it happened when people were moving out to LA. It was just like, look, I'll mm-hmm. plug you in. I know you're good. Like, it's just like, maybe it was just, I don't know if it was my email was that fire or she was just really like, let me just help this girl out. Cause like, I know what it's like trying to get through that. Like it could have been that too. So for me, like trying to transition into with a background with no type of media into that, that's what it was just like, let me try and make this transfer. I had people looking at my resume over and over and over again. Hey, if you see it and they're not giving you feedback, can you tell me what I can change on my resume? And mm. people hate doing that. But like I had a couple people that were willing to like, you need to add in this word, you need to tweak this word. And then me kind of looking over at people like, okay, if I want to get an, um, um, an assistant uh, account executive position, what are they doing? Let me search that on LinkedIn and see what they're actually like mm-hmm. doing on their day-to-day basis. Because at that point, I just knew like maybe advertising is my is my, is my lane into this. Right. Because I'm like, I like business. Like I like how that thing works. I lo- like the advertising business model for me is just like, dog, like dog, y'all figure out like yeah, content is key and that's how people out here are breaking bread. Like you know, it's, it's stuff like that. So I'm just like, okay, right. well let me figure out a way to like, you know, uh, take some of the words that I was doing over in as an assistant and make that a little bit more account management, make that a little bit more like, okay, I had, instead of being like called up clients and, you know, got them to reorder new bow ties, it was like, you know, assistant, uh, supported client facing, you know, conferences and, you know, meetings to, uh, amplify you know or enhance their order to buy 20 percent. it's like being very it's like changing the language same thing technically like yeah you got four more boys top bow ties than like <laughs> your last order but that's 20 percent. so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to start talking numbers in that regard so i was looking at how they were kind of looking at it and by mm. the time i had my first interview and they were asking my background like i probably didn't i don't know no, i killed that interview because i went out i left that interview i was like they, i called my dad and i was like if they don't hire me they're lost like <laughs> <laughs> like they missed out like bye boo boo like right, y'all because right. i just knew i did really well and i articulated everything i need i got everything out i prepared for that mm-hmm. but i think it was very much so learning the language if you want to talk to people in a different you need to learn their language you need to learn how to speak to them mm-hmm. and half of that was listening that's true Absolutely. So yeah, how we uh conclude every every um conversation we have at Driven Minds is we like to ask you know what drives you. You know what I mean? What's your motivating factor to wake up in the morning, read those articles? What what drives what drives B to excel? What drives B to excel? My family. Word. Like I wish it, I wish I had something real deep, but like. My, What's deeper than that? I don't know. That's my thing. That's like, truth. my, like, especially my parents, like, my dad is like, that's my dog. Mm. Right. And, like, especially when, and especially now, like, 
he's retired and he's just like still like want to do stuff and still but he's always very interested like me trying to articulate like this business concept to my parents oh girl the hardest thing in the world oh they unless it's like so what's going on like they just don't understand it and until there's like a peak like where it's just like maybe like I don't know, I could buy them a car, I could get them a house. Like, until it's, like, right, something right. something significant, tangible. like, something tangible. Not to say that I need to buy them something in order, for, but something you. tangible yeah, for yeah, them yeah. to be, like, okay, my daughter's not crazy. Because mm-hmm. not for that, they didn't do, you know, backflips when they heard I wasn't going to go to get my master's in public health or go to dental school or do anything health-related. Right, right. So, you know, having these constant conversations and finally being, like, hey, I work for this broadcast media company and I'm like I'm doing this and blah 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 and they're just like okay she's not crazy but like my dad has been like my dog my mom and I like she's super always on my back like she nags me like any mom would but like she will yell at me and be like all right like I know you're doing this like 12 hour 16 hour day come over like I cook some like some jumu for you or some shawn shawn. Like, 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 okay, like, of course I'll be there. Like, like, you said it, but like my family, like, and I guess maybe making it a little bit more general, but just the amount of the support that I have to, I've all, I feel like I maybe people will probably clown me for saying this, but I feel like I've been pretty excellent at a lot of different things, Mm. and like for me to not consistently do that like I failed don't worry I've like fell on my ass on my face like kicked out of school like doing a lot of crazy shit like done that but like now that it's like I'm very much so oriented I'm focused I'm like okay this is my life now this isn't just like me doing this like my Mm -hmm. family I have my family on my back like they ready they ready to push they ready to support me like Mm -hmm. it's not of course it's like me I'm gonna drive me but there's times there are days you get tired but when you got like your your brothers and sisters and your and your friends friends count as family like when they're constantly pushing they really like that love that love drives me i guess you could say like that's really what it is because it's just like mm-hmm. i i can't i don't know they just they've really been my rock and i'm like i have to make them proud like i have to make me proud too but like look what they did for me so i got to hell yeah Yo, that's fire. I feel you and I relate. Almost got a little emotional. Did I do emotional. good? Yeah. Got a little emotional in that last Right? Time. I'm like, did I do good? Young Travi, yeah. don't you weep. <laughs> Yo. Don't uh-huh. cry. Don't try, Trav. You know? But um, what can we find you on social media? Yeah, so you can find Mem Connect on social media. Mem Connect everywhere. So memconnect.com, Instagram slash memconnect, Twitter slash memconnect. Facebook slash Mim Connect. Uh, find me on Instagram, uh, Bianca Janti, B I A N C A J E N T. Bye. Um, BiancaJanti.com. Um, yeah, and Twitter, Miss Bianca Janti. There you have it, y'all. Y'all need to, you know, y'all need to, if y'all don't recognize, y'all need to really get on Mim Connect. It's a, it's a really great network. And uh, exactly, don't but, delay. Start your career today. Ooh, I like, like yeah, wow. that. Over here with the bars, right? Gonna drop a bomb on that. What B and Netta are doing is amazing, incredible thing. Yes, incredible. shout out to Netta. And oh, follow Netta on Netta, Netta Dobbins everywhere too. Shout out to Netta. Shout out to Netta. That's the homie. Stay driven, y'all. Stay driven.